This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Taylor Lee podcast. I'm so excited to have you back. I am jumping straight into today's episode. I feel like today's episode is going to be a short and sweet one. I really wanted to just jump in and really share some life business updates. So much has been moving behind the scenes just in my life and in business. I wanted to share them all with you, give some updates. And as well as that, I recently had a trip away to Sydney and I had an event with my mentor and I just like learned so much. I I really like built a lot of external self-awareness, you know, just learning about myself and um, my strengths and things like that. And as well as that, I learned so much from her that I want to share with you all today. And I reached out to Felicity and I was like, hey, like (laughs) this actually needs a podcast episode is just wanted to touch base with her for approval. And she was like, fucking oath, like go for it. So I'm just really excited to bring you such an insightful um, episode along with just really sharing some of my life updates. Okay, so it was around two weeks ago that I came into the studio and I recorded the podcast episode with Jenna and Sage, um, which was an incredible episode, but like so much has happened in the past two weeks. So... First things first, I started with my new business mentor one-on-one, Dij, and she is just fucking incredible. Um, I've worked with her previously one-to-one last year, and it was maybe a month or two ago um, that I reached out and locked in one-to-one coaching with her for four months. I just know I'll be with her for for longer than that. Um, But so far, I've locked in four months of one-to-one coaching with her, and we started our container. Um, So we had a call together, and I've just been in Voxer with her, and it's just been really cool to witness the shift where once upon a time, I feel like I really um, used mentorship or, or invested in a coach from a space of like, I have problems that need fixing. I need to know how to do X, Y, and Z, where now I've really landed in a space where I know how to build a business, right? I know how to do the things like it just gets to be having someone in your corner from a space of overflow and from a space of desire and wanting to make, you know, the good, great, the great, incredible, the the incredible fucking excellent, like just like from a space of pure fucking elevation. And it's from a frequency too, where you're not playing the victim and you don't like have, you know, all these problems that need fixing or you're not, you know, you're no longer like the damsel in distress. Like it's actually a a space of the container gets to be a really safe leap pad for you to just do incredible things. And that's something I said to Dij. I was like, I really had like a bit of a moment after the first call. I was like, was that good? Like, is that what this is supposed to be? Like, I didn't like have, you know, like these fucking insanely profound moments where I feel like my entire life is going to change. And I'm like, that's actually what mentorship gets to be. And of course, there's going to be profound, incredible moments um, and pockets throughout, but it's no longer the energy of like sucking as much juice as possible and then going off and like hashtag sending it. Do you know? So um, that's been really cool to work with her. And yesterday in Voxer, we're just having like such incredible conversations um, where it, it started from a conversation around Europe and then it went to money and then it went to like wounds and it just it just fucking evolved and and that's what I reflected to her I was like dude you're just such a fucking good coach like this conversation wouldn't have evolved in that way if she wasn't like prodding in the, the the types of questions that she asks like she's actually just such an incredible coach so I'm just so honored to be working with her already learning so much which is insane today as well I just <laughs> drove into the studio post mastermind 
mastermind call. Um, so those of you who have listened to podcast episodes before would know that I've um, been in a mastermind with Felicity Morgan um, for the past four months. I've worked with Flick in like her program. So nothing like close proximity until January of this year. And that mastermind has just been so incredible. My growth in the past four months, I, I actually don't really have words for it. And it's just been like really cool because my growth has also felt really, really safe. It, it hasn't been this thing of like, I've just like leaped and and I don't know how to hold myself. Like it's actually just felt really safe. It's felt very like um, steady, my growth, but I've just grown and evolved so much in that container. And the cool thing is as well, like anyone that knows what a mastermind looks like, we had fortnightly calls in this mastermind and then also a group Voxer. And I wasn't plugging into the Voxer every day. Like I wasn't even plugging into the Voxer every week. Like I, I of course plugged in when I needed support on things, if I had questions, whatever it might've been, but there was a lot of, you know, voice notes and, and messages that I didn't even consume, yet I still fucking grow, grew so much. I, I said to Flick on today's call, I was like, it's just insane to witness where when I first invested in this mastermind, like the stage of life that I was in and how much that a $22,000 investment just felt so fucking huge. It, it just like, I was like, this is like, it makes me sick, but I equally know like, this is exactly what I need to do. And then, you know, jumping on the first call, like my voice was trembling. My first voice note into the mastermind, introducing myself. I like wanted to cry after, like I felt so emotional because I was just so scared. I had so many stories about being the quote unquote small fish being the youngest, like all of the stories, I felt like there were people leaps and bounds ahead of me and they were going to judge me or, or whatever it might be, or that I didn't belong in this space. But that's what I said to everyone in the mastermind and to Flick as well. Like this past four months has been so safe for me and I've just been able to grow so much because everyone's been able to hold me in all of the things, not once judge me, not once made me wrong. And yeah, it's just so cool to witness what a group environment does for your your growth. It's um, an incredible mirror for like your own shit as well, where I'm like, oh, didn't know that that was still a trigger for me. Like it was just such a powerful space and so incredible um, to work with Felicity one-to-one for a longer period of time. That call was our last call today, which is such a bittersweet moment. And then tying onto that as well, I actually went to Sydney um, for an event of Felicity's and a little bit of backstory. I was in one of Flick's masterclasses and um, she was like, we're going to do a giveaway for this masterclass and share, you know, the story or, or whatever it is, um, like uh, the thing of the masterclass onto your story and, and tag me and whatever. And one person's going to win either a ticket to her event in Sydney, which was like a VIP lunch or a Daniel Wellington watch of your choice from the website. And I was like, fucking oh well like I, I already kind of post when I'm in masterclasses and things anyway because I just like that's just my vibe with um social media so posted it and then I was away on a trip with my partner Isaac we were down at the Gold Coast and we were doing um a Q&A in my broadcast and like mid um voxering an email came through because I have like my email notifications on it was like winner blah 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 and I literally screamed and ran around the room because firstly I'm just one of those people that I never win anything. Um, I, I was saying to Isaac, I was like, you know, there's raffles in school and like, you know, you get a scratchy or whatever. I'm like, I don't fucking win anything like ever. <laughs> and what a cool thing to win. Yeah. I, I won a ticket and I messaged and I was like, fucking, of course I'm going to fly to Sydney to meet Flick and attend this event. Like you actually just cannot put a price on that. Um, like, sorry, but like, I, 
a Daniel Wellington watch is just not going to compare, you know? Um, so I was like, lock me in for Sydney. I'm coming. And I think this was maybe a month, maybe two months out from when I like won the spot, um, which was really cool. So booked tickets and then, um, accommodation as well. And then last minute, I think, or maybe I was a week out from going to Sydney and I was just like chatting with, um, Isaac and he had like an RDO, like a rusted day off, um, just in his job, like what he does. And he was like, do I dare switch my RDO and come to Sydney? And I was like, well, (laughs) do you dare? Um, so he like messaged his boss and his boss was more than happy to switch that over, which was cool. Um, so he spontaneously booked tickets to Sydney. I already had accommodation and he was like, fucking oh, like, let's make a trip out of this. So, um, we flew to Sydney right after I recorded that podcast episode just for the weekend, Friday and Saturday night, we went to like an incredible Italian restaurant in Sydney on Friday night. Um, and then we just explored Saturday morning. I was like slightly unwell, which like wasn't the best. Um, but like, I was kind of just coming out of it when I was in Sydney, which was great. Um, but I was just like a, a bit tired. So we did some exploring, went back to the hotel room and just chilled. Um, Um, And then I had Flick's VIP lunch event and it was so funny. I was just like, I was like, my palms are sweaty. Like I'm fucking nervous. Like this is scary. Like just all the feels. Um, But still like, it's funny. Nothing for for me in person feels so good. Um, Where like that still didn't compare to like the way in which that my heart was beating before jumping on a mastermind call with Flick for the first time, right? Like it was just really interesting to witness that where like in person, I weirdly feel a bit safer. I was a bit nervous, but then I like trotted down the street and I was the first one there and was just chatting to Felicity for a bit. And I wrote her a card just because that's just the human that I am. Anyone knows, like I am such a love note, love letter. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's just the fucking vibe. Like I fucking write things. Um, so yeah, I wrote her a card and was just like expressing like how much gratitude I had for her and how much she's shifted things for me because, in mid last year, I joined her program, Conscious Body, which is a shadow work program. And that program changed my fucking life. Like, you know how sometimes people are like, yeah, my life has changed. My life will never be the same. Like there's, there's those kind of moments, but like, I shit you not, like that program changed the fucking trajectory of my life. The human that I am, my awareness, like it changed so, so much. Anyone that knows shadow work will know what I'm speaking to, where it's like, once you know the things and once you see the things, you can't unknow them and you can't unsee them. Like you, you, you see the human behavior, you see your own behavior, like you can't fucking unsee it. Um, but like it changed so much for me. Anyone that's like family, friends, like it, they just know how much shifted for me from that program, that timeline. I truly believe it's just like why I have the friendships that I have, why I have the depth of relationships that I have, why like I I was able to um, meet like my fucking dream partner, why I have the business that I have, like that program shifted so, so much. Back to the card, (laughs) express like my gratitude for her in that. And like, we just had a really like special moment together. And it's just like, you, you actually can't describe the feeling when you meet someone that like you've had this connection with over a phone or over Zoom. They know so much about you. They know your story. You know so much about them. You have like a relationship and then you see them in person. Then you touch your, their arm and you're like, this is fucking weird. Like it's, it's an out of body experience. Anyone that's like been to a retreat or an event or something like that with their mentor would know that feeling. And it kind of just like, it, it really got me so excited for my own event where I'm like, fuck, I get to have this experience with my own clients, which is really, really cool. But that was like my first takeaway from the event within like the first five minutes. Um, when Felicity said to me, she was like, no one else would do this, but, but Taylor Lee. And I was like, yeah, kind of true. 
you know? And, um, it's something that I never really saw in myself. Like it just felt so normal to me. I fucking love big and I have such a big heart. And whilst, you know, at times that can like sting me on the ass or whatever the saying is, it's fucking special, you know, and it's not something that I should hide and it's not something that I should water down. Like I'm actually someone that just has such a big heart. I'm such an emotional person. Like I speak about how much I love something or I speak about, you know, when I'm sad or something and like, I just have tears streaming down my face. Like I actually can't switch it off, but I used to make that part of me, like, I'm so emotional. I can't control myself. Like I used to make that wrong when now I'm just like, nah, I I have such a big heart and it's such a special part of me. Um, and it's just like really cool to share that with people. And I'm such a words of affirmation person, hence the, the love letters cards, like all of the things. And that just gets to be something that's fucking special to me and unique and, and to not make that wrong. That was a huge thing that I really witnessed in myself from that event within the first five minutes. Something else that I really witnessed, like I mentioned, like I was, I was nervous, I was sweaty and all of the things I had the stories come up of like, okay, this is like an expensive event to attend. Like there's going to be some like really big people there. And, you know, I I had the whole thing. I was like, you know, I'm a small fish. I'm just not good enough. Like I had the stories come up, right? Like I, I chose to acknowledge them, but not play into them. Like I was like, yeah, okay, they're there, but like, I'm also not going to play into the stories. Um, and there fucking was, there was incredible humans there, right? At this event. And what I really witnessed in myself was we were all sitting at a table. We're having conversations about business life, just like everything in between. And not once did I ever feel like less than, or feel like my opinion wasn't valid or did I not share something that I wanted to share? Like anyone that knows me in person, like I'm a very confident person in like a way that's not an overexpressed way. So when I'm like speaking with people, like I'll speak what's actually true. Uh, I was always the kid in high school that like, and just primary school where like, I would fucking stick up for you if someone was like bullying you or being nasty. Like I was the fucking one there saying the thing, you know, not once would I ever shut down and and, like step away. I think that was really cool to just witnessing myself at that event where I'm like one of the ladies, I was speaking about something with business and I was like, Hey, have you ever considered X, Y, and Z? Like I was just happy to do it. And I didn't play into the thing of like, Oh, well, she's got more experience and she, you know, makes way more than me. Like whilst all those things were true, I actually was able to witness where I'm like, I actually know that what I have to say is valuable and it was. So um, I think that was cool. A, a really cool thing of external awareness to, to build for myself where I actually can take up space and I actually um, can do it in like a way that's really clean where I'm not taking away from anyone else's experience. I'm not cutting anyone off. Like I'm very aware of it, um, but I'll still say the thing. So that was cool for me to witness. And it's just like, okay, like one of my best friends, Tori reflected this to me. She was like, asking me about the event, the event and whatnot. And she was, um, said to me, she was like, even before that you said that about like your experience with like your external self-awareness that you built, I could already see the, the shift on your social media where you're talking. And like, it, it was just a new level of like, um, found confidence that I feel like I really just like came home to, which was really cool. And something I said to, um, a client the other day when we're speaking about this as well, we're having a conversation and, I said, that's just like also a testament to my parents and the way in which that they've raised me. They've never once done the talking for me. (laughs) I want to give you a couple of examples of this is like, I think when I was five, right? Like we would do our grocery shopping and then the bakery was across the road. And it was always like, my responsibility was to go up and buy the bread and I would have the money and I'd go and like say what bread we needed and like how we wanted it sliced. And like, I would get the bread. And I remember being like the age of 
10, 11 or something. And the baker said to me, he was like, the age that you can get a job, come back here. I want you to work for me. Just because I built so much confidence from doing that thing, right? Although it was uncomfortable the first time, the second time, the 10th time, mum and dad would always encourage me and my younger brother to actually go up and do those things and speak for ourselves, right? Like we were learning those skills from such a young age. I even remember I w- it was right before I graduated high school and I was working um, a cafe job and I wasn't loving that particular cafe. And we were at this really cool like restaurant bar, like it, it crossed over with like a caravan park. So it was a very big business, if you will, like hospitality business. And I was like, fuck, this place is cool. Like, and it was like my mom, my dad, my brother and then um, my my high school boyfriend at the time and dad was like you should go up and ask him for a job he's one of the owners and I was like fuck no I'm not doing that he's like go up and ask you want a new job don't you I was like yeah I do and, and dad's like we'll go up and ask for a job I'm like but it's busy he's got things on there's all these people here like I, I don't want to do that right and like even now it's funny like as I'm saying this I'm like wow like the fucking fear of rejection and not being good enough like we all have the stories right and dad was like we'll go and ask I was like fuck it was more from a space of like I want dad to stop pestering me right so I go up and I was just like hey are you one of the owners here and he was like hey yeah I'm I'm I won't say his name, but whatever. And I was like, hey, I'm Taylor. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I just wanted to um, ask, are you hiring at the moment? Like I'm looking for a new job and like just, you know, spoke about myself and whatnot. And whilst for some people listening, this might be a very normal thing for them. There is plenty of people that like also that wouldn't be a normal thing, right? And it would also be very fucking uncomfortable to like do that in front of like, there's a lineup of people checking in for the caravan park. Like I did it in front of people, right? Like, and he um, was like, oh yeah, great. Like grab me a number, blah, blah, blah. Followed it up with him. Like, and I've just always been the one to self-lead, to take initiative and do things and get things done and like just fucking put myself out there no matter what. And I think it was maybe a year later we're at the staff event and that's like what one of the owners reflected to me. He's like, the way in which you came up to me, you had the job from the spot because you just had that confidence where it's like, ask and you shall receive, you know, that kind of energy. Um, So that's really cool where I just witnessed how much of like, that's always been me. And of course, like I've had, um, you know, my parents have really helped me in getting there and, and really taught me those skills. But it's something I think I do very differently where I could jump on a call. For example, I had a call with a, they're like a non-for-profit kind of team, if you will. I will just use it for like lack of a better word. Um, and there was a guy on there and his like double my age, call it like at least probably. And it's a man. And like, I fucking jumped on and I was like, Hey, how are you? Like I fully led the call. Like, and it's just cool to witness where once upon a time I was like fucking terrified for, you know, my first client call. Right. But I can fucking do these things. And I think we don't normalize um, enough where things are meant to be edgy. They are meant to be, um, you know, a bit scary. We are meant to have the stories come up, but it's choosing whether or not you're going to play into the stories, right? It's not about not acknowledging them. Like I said before, like before I went to the event, like it wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to play into those stories. They actually get to exist. I actually get to have the stories. I get to have the human moments, but I'm also not going to play into them, right? It's like the, the, the cliche saying like growth is not in your comfort zone, right? So it's like actually constantly pushing these edges, meeting these edges where you're just normalizing things. So if someone said to me, you know, tomorrow, if I was looking for a job, go and ask for a job, I'd be like, I could do it fucking 10 times over and I wouldn't feel anything in my body. I can jump on a live Instagram where I have 
I don't know, maybe 3000 followers, not saying that all 3000 are going to jump on at once, but like I can do that. You know, I had um, a free masterclass yesterday. I think there was maybe 150, 160 people or something um, had signed up to that masterclass at the time. And I was like, logistically, there could be a hundred people on this call right now that I'm facilitating, you know? And like, whilst I can have the moment where I'm like, Ooh, my, my palms are a bit sweaty. I get on and I do the fucking thing and I do it well. You know, like I do not feel any kind of way about, you know, the event that I'll be facilitating in late July, where I believe there's 14 people coming for this event. Like I'm just fucking excited to get there and be like, radio, let's fucking go. Like that's just like the human that I am. So it was really cool to kind of witness where potentially I made that not necessarily that I made that wrong, but I kind of just forgot that that existed in me. Um, so it's been really cool. It was really cool at the event to just witness that. And it's like, yeah, let's bring this back. You know, like, let's actually fucking come home a little bit. Something else I want to add to that based on like, you know, how I was really feeling in that event. And, and second to that, how I felt in um, Felicity's Mastermind is... <laughs> There's been groups, so there's been times that I've had conversations with people in business. I've been in groups of things, whatever it might be. And I really felt inferior, right? Like I actually felt like my opinions weren't welcome. I actually felt like the inferior one, right? But when I came to this event in particular, I did not feel one ounce of inferiority in my body, right? Like I was actually just fucking cool. I was cool, calm and collected. Like I felt so safe. I felt so good to express my opinions. And I would say something and then um, Flick would be like, yeah, that's so true. And add something like, and, and I was witnessing and I was like, you know what? The difference in this is that everyone here is actually fucking secure. You know, no one's trying to make anyone feel less than to make themselves feel better. Right. It's like that saying of like, people will only bring you down if you're above them. Right. So I think that was what was really cool to notice where it's like when you are around people, business women, like whoever it might be, name your thing. If people are trying to to bring you down, make you feel less than it actually just shows how they're currently feeling. It's a reflection of where they're currently at and how they're currently feeling with you in their presence where I can be around people and Felicity, who is like a fucking multimillionaire is listening about what I have to say when it comes to business. You know, so I think that's really cool. And I actually asked Flick about that later in the mastermind. I said, hey, like, what was that? Is that intentional? And something she shared was she is always open to people's opinions, people's perspectives, because she believes that she can learn from everyone. Right. And she said that in a way better way. (laughs) So I've I've just like simplified that. Um, But it's so true. And I think I I can even catch myself where I can be very close minded to, you know, certain people and perspectives. But it's like, how can we, for everyone listening, actually choose to be more open minded? It doesn't mean that it needs to come from a space of like, yep, their opinion's right and my my opinion's wrong. Both get to exist. But I can guarantee you actually probably get to learn something from that person's opinion, that person's perspectives, how that they do things and you don't need to make them feel wrong for it. You don't need to make them feel less than for it when that you have your opinion that might oppose it. Right. So I think that was really cool that like secure people and secure people in their businesses, their life, whatever it might be, they don't play into a hierarchy, right? Like they truly don't. Even when I think to, if we go to, you know, younger years of let's call it high school, it's like the girls that were, you know, playing into the bitchiness, um, making you wrong, like saying nasty things, whatever it might be, having the awareness that I have now, it's like, that actually wasn't a me thing. You know, it was actually like a them thing and it was a reactivity response, right? So it's 
where we also get to choose what things that we play into, right? So so a perfect example of this is just because someone says you're not intelligent, you actually have the power of choice whether you want to hold that person's opinion or not, you know? And I think we forget that, like that we have to take on everyone's opinion and like everyone else is right. But it's like, you know what? I can actually choose if I want to play into that person's opinion. I think, you know, the, the thing of intelligence isn't a perfect example, but like if someone has an opinion, you get to choose what things you want to take from it and make it like your own, right? Like my dad said this to me before because he gives like me lots of business life advice, you know, as parents do. And we've had a conversation around this and he said, Tay, like, you get to have a sieve where like some opinions are going to come in and like some of them are going to like literally go straight through the sieve and you don't even want to like hold that. But then some things are going to stay in the sieve and you're like, that's a fucking good thing, you know? But it's like without, you know, sometimes like the things that aren't so helpful or like things that you don't feel resonate for you, like without hearing those things that are like the quote unquote, like the dirt, you're not going to get the gold, right? So it's like when people like, you know, do the thing for gold. Like imagine that where it's like you actually get to sieve through and you do have to let go of some of the dirt in order to find the gold. So um, I think that's a really cool thing to land in and to see. Another thing that I want to add in terms of like things that I witnessed at this event that isn't necessarily going to feel relevant to business. It's, it, it's going to be a bit of a bizarre one, but eye contact is so fucking powerful. Like so fucking powerful. There was so many times at the event where I was sitting next to Felicity and she was talking to me and I was just like almost like uncomfortable and I wanted to like shake away because of just the eye contact that she was able to hold with me. And I was just like, wow, it's so interesting how much, like I just really clocked how much that I could be having a conversation with my partner, with my friend. And like my eyes are fucking wandering around and like, I'm not actually fucking present in that moment, connecting with the human that I'm having a conversation with. Right. And of course, like there'll be eye contact and all of the things, but it's like, is it eye contact when that you you look in their eye for like 0.4 of a second, you know, where it's like, what actually comes up in your body when you hold eye contact with someone for more than four seconds, you know, and just like allowing yourself to go there and to go into that depth. I'm just like, wow, like I I would say things and like, I just had to fucking speak my truth because like Flick was looking at me in my soul. Like that's how it felt. And second to that, Felicity asked me a question and um, she said, what's the next three months looking like? What's an edge for you? Like what's, you know, happening? And I looked at her, I was like, I don't know. Like, I I don't know. And anyone that knows Felicity knows you can't say I don't know to her. Um, She's like, you do know. She was like, just actually contemplate on it for more than four seconds. There has never been something so like, it felt like I was naked. Like it felt really exposing where I was actually going through my process, like looking at her and she was looking at me. I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't have the language. I don't, I don't know, you know? And, And that was like a really vulnerable experience. But what I learned from it is like, firstly, just how powerful eye contact is. And secondly, we always fucking know the answer. We just don't tend to tend to give ourselves more than three seconds on the thing. A perfect example of what is your next edge? I don't know. Well, how convenient. You don't have to like look at the edge and you don't have to push yourself or, you know, how do you feel when I say that? I don't know. Bullshit. Actually, tell me how you feel. Like saying I don't know is such a like convenient scapegoat where you don't actually have to tap into how you currently feel about something, right? So if you're someone and fucking hello, my hand is up that constantly find you and you constantly find yourself saying, I don't know. And just playing into the whole, I don't know. I'm confused. What would it look like to give yourself more than 10 seconds to sit with the thing, right? You actually have to go into a space of contemplation where you're like, 
Right now, I actually don't know, but I trust I'm going to find the articulation. I trust that I'm going to find the language. I trust that I'm actually going to figure it out. So we had some really powerful conversations as at this event, as you'd probably expect. Um, and I want to share just like some of like the really key things that I took away um, from this in terms of, so I just like spoke to obviously like, you know, kind of my external awareness that I built and things that I really witnessed, but the, these were like the extractions that I really took from the event. And one of which is something I have never related to is having like a, a, a vision or like, you know, having exactly what I want my life to look like, where it's like, yeah, we've got the house, we've got the cars, we've got the dog, we've got this, I earn this amount of money, I do this, I go on these holidays. Like that has just never related to me. And I, I don't know why I'm like, I've never had the articulation for it where I'm like, well, I just don't know. It changes all the time, but I know exactly how I want to feel. Right. And the same thing has applied to business where I'm like, this whole five-year plan thing with business doesn't make sense for me, right? And I want you to access discernment as I'm speaking to this conversation because it's going to be very different if, you know, you'll say an e-com business where you actually need to have like a fucking plan and a strategy where it's like you're getting these particular samples. It's, it's a very different thing, right? So I'm speaking to building a business from the human, right? Like my business is built off the human I am. If I don't exist, my business doesn't exist, right? Where if the CEO of Nike decides to no longer be the CEO, Nike still exists, right? So they're two very different business models, business structures. Yeah. I I was saying to Felicity, I was like, I've never been able to relate to this five-year business plan thing. And she was like, I don't have a five-year business plan. I was like, huh? (laughs) Right. And she's fucking like, she's balling. She's good. She's got an incredible business. And whilst she has intentionality, right? The same way I do, like, I know what's happening. I know what programs are coming out. I know what I'm fucking building and I know how fucking big it is, but I also don't have, like, it needs to look like this in three years. It needs to look like X. I I don't have that. And I never have. And that's what Felicity was saying. She was like, my entire business just got like remodeled, restructured because of a trip I had away in Japan. Right. And I was like, so true. And like, I've just never had the language for it. And the way in which that she articulated it just like fucking hit home. And she said to me, she was like, if you're crafting your five-year business plan from your mindset now, where you're currently at now, like you're limited to your current state of consciousness. I was like, oh, you know, when people say those things where it's just like, it, it feels like someone just did a Google translate for you. I was like, oh my God, it all makes sense. I was like, that makes so, so much sense where I'm seeing the shift in the coaching industry of everyone, you know, planning out their vision and like, this is the big vision and I'm building a fucking empire. Like I know I'm building an empire, but A, I don't need to fucking tell you because I just am, watch me. And B, I don't want to plan my five year business plan now because I know in a year's time, I know in two years time, I'm going to evolve very fucking quickly. And it's probably going to look a lot bigger and better rather than capping myself and limiting myself to like, okay, by 2028, I have to have this business plan, you know? So I think that was really cool to hear. Um, and I was just like, fucking oath, like you, you can absolutely have, I'm all for intentionality. I'm all for having structure. I'm all for having systems, procedures, and things in order to grow and evolve. Um, but I don't want to have a thing on like, yep, I'm going to earn this much. And yep, it's going to look like this. Like, how can we actually start trusting ourselves? Like we're just going to move and we're actually just going to build something fucking incredible. And we don't need to follow a plan for it. Like we're actually fucking good. 
you know, and this ties into the next piece that I want to speak to. And I've spoken about this on my Instagram a little bit, but I'm noticing like a shift in some like conversations in the coaching industry, in like the business coaching space in particular, where it's like, um, you know, that self-led containers aren't beneficial, right? But what I have to say about this, all of my containers and spaces are self-led spaces, right? And there's a, a responsibility on the coach, the mentor, the facilitator, whatever you want to call it, to set up the container in that way, right? So I set a Voxer container in very a very clear way so that my clients know how to utilize the space, know how to utilize a self-led space, right? So they actually know the things. They have the opportunities to ask the questions. They can ask a question two months into the container about the container and how to use it if they want to. Like my clients know, and there's the safety in the space. And I've had that reflected to me so many times of like, I've set the container, they know how to utilize it and they have the safety to ask any questions, bring anything in, right? So there's a big difference between calling it a self-led space and just like not even fucking setting a container and calling it a self-led space and setting the container, right? So what I'm speaking to is that where it's like a container is actually set. And if people have, you know, something to say where it's like my coach should be checking in, my coach should be asking me these particular questions and all of the things that's actually on you. Like this is going to be direct, but if you are someone that is wanting to build a business, wanting to scale to multi six, seven, eight figures, whatever the thing might be, I'm sorry, but you can't have your coach holding your hand the entire way and being like, Hey Sally, have you done this thing? Are you checking this thing? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not the fucking vibe and your clients are also paying you. So they get to utilize the space exactly as they please. And that's what Felicity said. She was like, Flick pays fucking big money for her mentor. And she was saying, like, she's plugged into Voxer with her, I think maybe eight times this year. It's May, you know? And and it's like not this energy of like fucking squeezing the juice. And it's like, you actually, like, she's, she's doing bigger and better things than like needing to like triple check every move with her mentor. Do you know what I mean? Like, can you actually just like do the thing that you were going to, you were going to do? And then if you want some additional support, you want some additional guidance, you have a question, you want to pick a brain, like, of course you get to fucking ask your mentor questions. This isn't a thing of like, I'm never going to plug into my mentor again, but like, can you actually leak that in Q and can you actually direct that rather than projecting that that's your mentor's responsibility, right? Because it's fucking not, that's not what you pay them for. You don't pay them. If that's what you want, if you want someone to do the hard work for you, hire a team and direct to the team. Do you know that they're, they're very different things? So if you're currently at the moment, like in a space of contemplation of like, you know, well, my coach isn't checking in, well, my coach isn't sending out like um, monthly business audits or whatever the thing might be. How can you actually take a bit more responsibility in the container and ask for certain things? You know, can you ask your coach, like if, you know, you want to know how you can refine your launch strategy, plug into your coach and say, Hey, I'd actually love some feedback on refining my launch strategy. Here's how I currently do it. What things can you see? Is there any blind spots you have to reflect to me? You know, there's a very different texture rather than just sitting and waiting for your coach to come in and say, oh, that launch strategy could change this and this and this, right? Because when coaches do that, when coaches are really taking the reins of the coaching container, you're taking like your client's journey and your client's process away from them, right? Because it's kind of that energy, where your parents would tell you something, right? Growing up and it would be like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And they're repeating the same thing over. And it's just like, you're like, well, fuck, I don't really get it. Like, you're just not listening, right? And then the thing happens and you learn it. And then you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that thing. 
it's how I kind of see coaching containers where it's like, if I just tell clients, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, they actually do need to have their own experience, right? And whilst there's a level where you get to time collapse by having a coach, because it means you don't have to make like the the 10 fuck ups that your coach did. There's a level two where you're still going to have your own journey. You're still going to have your own experience. You can still plug into your coach and mentor and be like, how would you have done this differently? They, they tell you, and then you do it that way. And there's still like a, a twinge of a fuck up. Like you still need to have your own experience, right? Where it's not on the coach to plug in and be like, Hey, don't do this, do this, don't do that or that, but do this. It's just fully taking away from their own experience and their own journey and what, um, you know, things that they need to extract for themselves. And you're making the container mean something, um, about you as the coach, rather than it being about the fucking client right? Which is the whole point. Um, so that was another cool thing to just like have a conversation about at that, that event where, you know, it's just like convenient to project responsibility onto everyone external of you rather than taking responsibility and actually moving and actually doing the things and utilizing your coach or mentor or, you know, programs, whatever it is in a way where it's like you actually get to elevate the things rather than creating a codependency and rather than outsourcing your power when you're actually the fucking powerful one, you're actually the one doing the moves, doing the things. So that's a cool conversation that I wanted to bring in to today's episode. There's another thing I want to share. And, um, it it just came from a conversation, um, with one of the ladies there. And then obviously like opened up a conversation with the group because it was such an intimate lunch. Um, and we were speaking about when you like kind of go on like your personal development journey, right. And like, you're learning the things you're doing, the things you're, you're creating a business, whatever it might be, how you naturally go to like wanting to share that with everyone else in your life. Right. And you're like, like anyone listening might laugh at this, that's done this, where it's like you, um, start doing something in the personal development realm and then it's like you're like to your partner and you're like oh my fucking god you should start journaling you should start doing this you should start learning that you should start doing shadow work you should do this person's course whatever it might be right and I've been so guilty of this where I'm like oh my god mom watch this thing dad you should do that thing um like my best friend you should do this like I've been so guilty of that right and what we're really speaking to is again it ties into the self-led container conversation of like allowing people to have their own journey, right? And just trusting they're actually fucking going to get there. And it's your responsibility to stay neutral and to stay safe and just know that like, I'm always fucking there to support you, like friend, mum, dad, dog, whatever it might be. Um, But like, it's not interrupting their process and allowing them to have their own process and actually just leading by example and really being a role model, Right. So I think a perfect example of this, let's say like cold exposure, right? I remember there was a phase, it was probably like two, two and a half years ago where I really was like getting into cold exposure. And I was like, mom, dad, my, my little brother, Sonny, I was like, guys, you got to do this and blah, 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 blah. And they were like listening to me, right? They're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Blah, blah, blah. If I was like forcing them to come to things and like, you know, come to this ice bath, come to this event. And there was plenty of times where I was like, fucking come along, come along. And they weren't coming my dad has now had cold showers for like nearly two years straight. I think he, he like finishes with like a blast of cold or whatever and does cold exposure and he like fucking loves it. But if I forced like the journey and interrupted the journey, it's taking away from his process, right? Where he could actually just watch that. I'm like, I'm going and doing these things. And then he starts doing it. And he's like, this is fucking great. 
Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it, it's not taking responsibility for everyone's journey around you. That might be your client. That might be your friend. That might be your parents. That might be your partner. It's not taking responsibility for their journey. And it's actually allowing people to have their own process, but just being a fucking role model, you know, like a perfect example of this is I would say my language for things has really shifted, refined and elevated in the past year in particular. Like I say things that like, I didn't even say that word anymore. Right. I'll say things and like access discernment. That's a perfect example. Right. Where once upon a time, I wouldn't say those things around people. Cause I'm like, Oh, like they can't hold me at or whatever the story might be where now I can say things that I'm like, Oh yeah. And then like, there's a pattern in that and blah, blah, blah. And then my friend will be like, Oh yeah. And then the pattern, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bitch, you just said that. Like, it's a perfect example of like actually just leading by example and actually just being a role model for people to like learn off you. Like people are clocking, like as humans, we fucking watch people. We observe people, even if it's like unconscious, we're clocking people's behavior. We're clocking what people do. And when we see that, you know, people are doing an ice bath and it's like benefiting them. It's like, oh, I'm going to try that. Oh, that's works. Right. So it's a perfect example where you actually get to um, role model behaviors, role model, you know, you know, your learnings, your education, whatever it might be. So people can actually start um, clocking it and seeing it, which is really cool. I think I'm going to wrap it up there. I said it was going to be a short and sweet episode, but I've really just been on a tangent as per usual. Um, I could literally talk the legs off a chair. Um, So I'm going to leave it there for today's episode, but that is just like, a summary of the past two weeks where so much has shifted and I've really just like been like almost in a vortex of like, oh my fucking God, like there's so much like going on. There's so much shifting. There's been like a lot that I've personally been working through, but equally too, like it's felt like it hasn't felt super heavy. Like, although it's like felt very heavy, it also hasn't. Um, So that's been cool where I've just been navigating a lot behind the scenes, but equally just like business is still fucking thriving. My clients are thriving. My family, my friends, like my relationship, like I'm fucking good. Um, so that's just incredible where life is just honestly so good. A side note as well, in terms of updates before I leave you, we leave for Europe in nearly three weeks, which is fucking insane, like actually insane. So I'm going with um, my best friend, Riley, Tori and Lily. And we have a little zoom this afternoon just to like finalize some things and just like you know, have a, have a meeting about, um, the trip that's at hand and we're going away for five weeks and I'm just excited. Like, I feel like I finally got to a point now where I'm like, (laughs) I'm allowing myself to get excited. There's like a lot going on with work, but, um, I'll still be working over there for majority of it. And yeah, I'm just like first time going like overseas, um, with friends, which is just like cool. And I just know this is going to be one of those moments where like, we're never going to be able to get to do this again. Like, uh, of course we like might get to, but like just for, you know, being 21, traveling with your friends, like staying in fucking bougie accommodation in Milos in Greece, like what the fuck, you know? Um, so I'm just really, really excited for that. So that's going to be the best, but follow me on social media if you want all the updates and things with that. I think by the time this episode goes out, I will probably be leaving that week or a week later. I'm not sure, but yeah, really exciting. So that's my updates. That's my story, but I will catch you all in next week's episode. I'm, I'm about to record it now. I'm um, with one of my incredible clients. It's going to be all things business finance. It's just her zone of genius. So I'm really excited for that. So keep your um, eyes and ears peeled for that episode um, the following fortnight. So I love you all so, so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode and I will catch you in next fortnight's episode. Thank you.